for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 this guy. It's Tuesday, October 16th, 2012. This is episode number 56 of our weekly Android podcast, Attack of the Androids. I'm Matt Lee, joined tonight by these fine gents. Eric F., how are you, sir? I'm I'm just lovely. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Joey K., how are you, sir? Bringing it from up north tonight. When the earthquakes roam free and the sheep run scared. And Shane Brady has no idea what to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I used to live in a hick area, too. That's not the first time I've heard that joke. I know. Well, no, literally, when the ground shakes, the sheep start to run around like crazy. It's, you know. Oh, because, right. Well, that's cool. You had an earthquake. Did you hear about it on Twitter in between all of the debate coverage? Ironically, um, we didn't really have it here. It was to the south of us, I think, because I never even knew what had happened and then got some news blurbs and Facebook uh, mentions of it, and, and it was like, what earthquake? Huh. Well, that's cool. Sorry, Seth just messaged me. Okay. So, uh, what are we talking about first? There's... Did you guys see this, since Seth will be here in a sec and maybe have a phone of the moment, maybe it'll be on this list uh, from Computer World. These are five awesome Android phones on the way this fall. And I want to see if our panel of Android freaks uh, here, if if we agree with <laughs> with this list. So, of course, the first one, we've, we talked about it uh, last week, the rumored LG Nexus. Now, can a rumored phone be on a list of the five awesome Android phones on their way this fall, if it's rumored? Eric? Well, someone's actually had this one Shame. in their hand, so it's more than a rumor now. Okay. I mean, if you live in Belarus, then the list is okay. Yeah? <laughs> Isn't that where the leaked phone came from or whatever? Belarus. The developer one, Belarus. Belarus. Ooh. Uh, so, the... The, the the number one and number two, both LGs, oddly enough. The Optimus G, do we care about that one? It looks nice, but I mean, you guys were hating on LG for the past two episodes. I was not, actually. <laughs> Excuse me. We made a lot of predictions about LG's the worst phone company. They'll never get the Nexus program. Well, three days later, the rumors bust out. But you, it, you've obviously never used uh, Huawei phones. But it doesn't They're count because because this year everybody gets an L, uh, Nexus phone. Everyone gets yeah, an LG. Know. I actually yeah, think I'm going to be producing Optimus one. Looks... <laughs> Please, Shane, go. <laughs> I think the Optimus G is a better looking phone than what I've seen of the LG Nexus, which kind of just looks like a Samsung phone. Right. Uh, so I'd actually, maybe the LG Optimus G might be the nicer phone if you can hack it up and get, you know, Cyanogen on there. And probably regardless of which one, I mean, out of the Nexus phones, and not all of these are on this list are Nexus phones, but they say that. Um, the Nexus, one, the most important thing about any new Nexus, of course, is that it runs pure Google Android with full 4.x design standards. No messy manufacturer meddling, which is why, obviously, we love them. But I don't know if we would love a Nex- uh, LG one. Motorola, perhaps? We had this discussion on the group that like a, lot of, a couple of us really liked the Motorola hardware for some reason. Because the first Droid, the Droid X, they were solid feeling. And then we got a Samsung phone, and it felt like kind of a, a scratchy little toy, you know? So a, a Motorola Nexus device would be cool, I think. I think it's kind of weird that the, that the Galaxy Note 2 is on this list. Number three. And not, weird in, not weird in the sense that, you know, it's coming out this fall, but that it was announced like two months ago. 
That, why 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 did they announce Are it? Are you wondering two months why ago and they haven't even why it's taking so long to come out? Why it's not out yet? Yeah, like it's lost its luster. Like I don't care anymore about the note. It's just which an is oversized. Kind of not true it looks awesome. It's just like an oversized GNX. Or no, what? It has the in, internals S3. of an S3. Yeah, right? it's just an S3. So quad core instead of dual core. Yeah. With yeah, Eric, are you thinking of the Galaxy Note 10, the tablet from a couple months no, ago? I'm, no, the, the phone. Didn't they announce the phone like August, like late mid August? They say and it's I, days away from its debut, so we will see it shortly. But yeah, it's it's been a while since it was announced. A two month lead time just seems kind of stupid. Yeah, uh, but it's a niche thing, isn't it? It's not something that everybody's gonna get. It's gonna be someone that wants to get rid of the Nexus Seven, get rid of the Galaxy Nexus, and just have one device that you can do kind of everything with. Which I don't know if I like that. I like the smaller phone. Like the GNX is a perfect size, maybe a little bigger, and then a nice ten-inch tablet. I don't know if I just want one. The Note, the Note was an amazing phone. I loved it. Um, probably my second favorite, with the S3 being my favorite. So I look at these two phones and say, like the the convergence of the two might be amazing. But I don't know. From a marketing standpoint, it seems like they screwed up on this one. Blah. Maybe. What do you think, Joey? Eh, whatever. Note 2, big phone, big hands, big pockets. I'm still 50-50 on it. Um, I'm finding the 4-inch sized LG uh, phone uh, is working quite well. Because you remember, life is good with LG. I love that you have one of those. That that just like completes this this whole thing. So after have you that, guys seen the GIF where the LG logo turns into Pac-Man? <laughs> no, I have not. Well, you should find it. All you ghosts, up, boy! Fantastic. Mm. All right. So then, after the Note Two, we got the Motorola Droid Razor HD and the HD Razor Max, which I don't know, just Motorola's version of the S3. I mean, <laughs> it's it's all the same. They have they have great battery life, right? That that's the idea. Yeah. For me, it's a solid phone. Like it's just—it's not spectacular, but it's a good I, phone. My friend broke one. Just the the HD, I think, or the maybe it was the old razor. Just shattered it though. <laughs> it's so sad to see that. Uh, and then number five, the One X, the HTC One X Plus. Is this what? It, do we care about this one? Does anybody care about any of these? Moving on. All right. Hey, did we ever figure out which phone is – you remember back when there were rumors that Motorola was coming out with like an edge-to-edge glass phone and it was supposed I to be amazing? I thought that was the HD Max. No? This is crap. I, it, it still has like a big black bezel around it. I thought it was supposed to be like That's what I thought. screen. This isn't edge to – I mean I don't – maybe I'm misunderstanding what edge-to-edge means. I'm so depressed. What what <laughs> shame? But that that uh, what was it the the mocked up um, back of the LG phone where it was like Nexus with the colorful X and it w- it looked awesome. like it was bejeweled or bedazzled or whatever it was all shiny and sparkly. <laughs> I'll buy that. Why not? Why not? Just make the backplate. You know, maybe we're getting to like what the iPhone users are heading, where now the phones really aren't that much better year to year. Because they're so advanced. Well, that's why I said no... a while ago, right? Once you hit dual or quad core, like what else is there? It's all software after that. It's all software and apps. And, and battery, you know, processor, tweet. I guess stuff like that, just um, efficiency things. But right, once but you're there's there, no technology you get... out there that's going to make a drastic increase in battery life other than bigger batteries. Well, right. So, you know, so there's nothing really on the horizon that's like an elite frog. Or something idea. that can harness your walking the movement of you walking and charge your phone or something while it's in your pocket ambiently like that, that stuff like that would be all right. Wearable panel. I don't know. No idea. So he well, says, does, so that, is Google like on the right track with coming out with Google glass about, you know, probably this time next year. Maybe. Cause I also, since you brought that up, think of it this way. Like the less you're using your actual phone, the less that big screen is on the longer that battery is going to last, right? So if you're doing a lot of stuff via the glass and you're really not pulling out your phone, it's just running process, then, I don't know, maybe that'll help. Only for somebody to make a car that you plug a, uh, your, 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 hook your phone into and then you get a HUD display, 
Um, right, like show. a big hologram that just lights up the whole. That would be so awesome. Yeah, like your your maps go on your your windshield, your tweet, like that. Y- your your presidential your presidential debate tweet list. Oh. <laughs> Maybe when the cars are driving themselves, that'll be feasible. Oh, so uh, this guy uh, on Computer World says these are the ones that'll be out that are catching his eye by uh, mid-October, or it's only mid-October. So it's just getting started, so we'll be flooded with a bunch more, right? Right. Fantastic. Moving on. I like his picture. He looks so happy. Right? He's like, I just got paid. J.R. Raphael. (laughs) All right. uh, Padphone 2. Asus Padphone 2. Got the release date and the pricing, finally. Is this... It's like a Note 2, right? I mean, the same size, or is it a little bigger? It looks about the same size as the uh, as the note, maybe a little bit skinnier. It looks like um, a micro prime. It's like a little tiny transformer prime. Yeah. Why isn't this on these people's list? This I'm more excited about than any of those five that were on the other. Asus Price, makes maybe? makes some cool stuff. Eh. It made the well, best and, Android tablet, except for the Nexus. Well, the the prime, the TF two hundred one, wasn't all that great. I think I don't know. Now that's run for, for a certain percentage of people, you're correct, <laughs> right? For those of you who didn't have serial numbers for your primes, that's right. If oh. if you have to check your serial number to see if it's good, then you're probably not one of the satisfied customers, right? And it, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, they said the the Padphone Two and its tablet add-on are expected to hit retail stores uh, in its home country this week, which is pop quiz Taiwan. There you go. Asus is in Taiwan. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, the bell is back. The bell never left. There just hasn't been anything worth dinging. Um, but they're saying it won't be a long wait uh, like the original one. For European readers, Asus announced that the Padphone 2 will be coming before the end of the year to Bulgaria, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Hungary, Italy, Poland, Portugal, and a bunch of other countries none of us really care about. Uh, Japan, Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan, getting down near where you're at, kind of, maybe? Unfortunately, yeah, the, US, the, grab the U.S. launch date uh, has not been mentioned. But they promise it's soon, at a later date, we promise. Has anyone I, ever I seen still like this real... idea. What, Shane? Has anyone ever seen one of these uh, in I real s- life? I just saw a picture of No. I didn't see any. I I don't think I've ever seen anything Asus except maybe the Nexus Seven nowadays, but like I haven't seen any in all my travels. Nobody has any of that stuff. Did you guys check out the video? Like it, it really looks good. And I'm guessing to but answer dude, my own question, the reason why it's not on that list is because no no cell phone carrier in the states is going to be carrying this phone. The reason it's, it's not that buy unlocked phones. The reason it's not on that list is because it's about a thousand dollars. Well, that's for the tablet, the, and like it, just the, the third, phone by itself is cheaper, isn't it? Uh, a thousand forty, and then the sixty-four gig model for a thousand for like eleven hundred. That seems really, really, really pricey for. A phone tablet. I mean, especially with the Note 2. I guess if you get them unlocked, though, they're pretty expensive anyway, right? Yeah, it's like seven, $800 out the gate for an unlocked phone. And actually, that's... Over for, for a brand new, like, smartphone high-end. Yeah, like six, 700 bucks, depending on. Yeah. And a lot of the comments here on Android Authority say that, like, it's cool, but price is too high. It'll be... Yeah, a, like that's because that. these are the a-holes that... Buy it through their carriers. Go on. I'm sorry. I was going to say, with a device like that, it's tough to get it to economy of scale where you can really get those manufacturing costs down. You're almost at that price point between the Prime and the Dock and and whatever else you decide to get for that. You're almost... I paid paid like $550 maybe for for that altogether. You would or you... I did for the Prime with the keyboard. Really? Yeah, I bought it. I got it a little bit later. Ah, um, yeah. Um, that's what we get. From that sounds being... about right. <laughs> hey. So th- this price is two a little over two times that. Is it the way I look at it? Is you're buying an unlocked phone, and not just an unlocked phone, but like a probably spec'd out, top of the line at the time unlocked phone? Because it's like a quad core processor, twelve 
megapixel camera. Like, it's supposed to be a very nice phone. Hardware looks looks pretty. We'll see. Don't we'll see. Know. Are you going to get one since you are international? I don't know if I'd get one for myself, but I know that Melissa will need an unlocked phone um, at some point next year, and maybe when the price goes down, it'll make sense. You're in Bangkok now, right? How long are you in there, you there for? Um, another two hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, did you hear that? You're not worth it until the price goes down. So yeah. just Sorry, baby. <laughs> Time's she just, just got tough. a new laptop. She has no reason to complain. <laughs> Nice. All right. Uh, keeping with some hardware, we've been talking about game pads the last couple of episodes, and I don't know. I'm really intrigued by these. I, I more so like the ones that are just the controller that you put your device into, just because I don't want to have to buy a whole other device. But this Archos gamepad, Arcos, Arco, Arcos gamepad looks kind of cool. You have to roll the R. Oh. Arcos. <laughs> God, yeah. Um,. What are the specs on this thing? I mean, they're all aren't all of these like Tegra three, pretty much just gaming tablets. Well, what I liked about it was in the video they were showing off um, how they how the actual device interacts with games that use the controls on the screen, and right. you basically like you'll pull down. Uh, it looks like it's sort of like the notification bar where you pull it down from the top, and you say okay. I want it like has your controls laid out and you drag and drop the picture of the button on the physical controller onto the software button that you're wanting to map to. Nice. And then that's how it maps everything. So you can you could get uh, Max Payne map the buttons and then you'd be using the the game tablet. Yeah, you could do that a lot if you were using those like BT controller using your Galaxy Nexus to control a game like you'd map out everything that way. But it's it's cool to have a physical this thing's like a quad-core graphic processor on top of a 1.5 gigahertz dual-core CPU. So it's got dual-core CPU, quad-core GPU. That's pretty hot. Seven-inch. I don't know. But my only fear is that Arcos in the past, from all that I've heard, yeah. like, it's really cheap and plasticky yeah. and it's not that good. yeah. But I mean, if it's for if it's for a little kid that's gonna <laughs> kick it around anyway, what does it matter? Yeah. Good point. Whatever, non gamers. Joey's any of these excite you? Catch your your eye? Well, I kind of wish that I could go put my hands on one of these Arcos uh, game pads, uh, but they're not on sale over here yet. Um, right. It just kind of bites. Um. Oh. Um. Sorry, totally off question, off topic question. We've talked a lot about uh, Beyond Pod in uh-huh. the past in here, and how much we're all kind of big fans. Yeah. Um, well, in a new quasi segment here, I'm getting actually live app question from a friend, uh, mm. Kyle, who's been on the show before. He's wondering, dog catcher or Beyond Pod? Beyond Pod. Beyond Pod. Anybody use dog catcher? <clears throat> no. <laughs> I have. Beyond Pod is Beyond so Pod. good. We don't ever need to use dog catcher or anything else. Uh, how bad is it, Eric? It's it's not that bad, but I think that the UI for Beyond Pod is uh, is much better. But it, now, granted, I have not used dog catcher for probably two years. And doesn't it depend too if you're talking free version versus pay version? Like the pay Beyond Pod version has just everything. I don't know I don't, how the free I don't know version the dog of that has a free version. Is isn't dog catcher just free? Or is it a paid? Ooh, it's like seven ninety nine or something. What? Shut your mouth. Okay, googling. Seth can. can. Seth is stuck and cannot join us, so just throw that out there. But you can call four ninety nine two zero four four six eight seven if you want. Four ninety nine. I don't know. It does kind of look better <laughs> than than he used to. Dog catcher. They do yeah, some, look some updates to it. Oh, oh, I actually bought it at one point, so I must have used it. Holy crap, what is this? I don't know what country these people are from, <laughs> but it's like 153.24-somethings. It's like a B with a slash in it is how much they're charging. The hell is that? So to wrap up the uh, game, the the gamepad thing, they're saying that uh, the Arco, Arcos is uh, kind of being weird about letting letting everyone know when they said only uh 
It'll be out in Europe in late October for less than 150 euros. And that's it. <laughs> so who knows? It's a good price point, though, right? Better than the $1,000. But, I mean, it's just like a game. 200 something. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know. All right, uh, who threw this in the dock? The Staples Advantage list, 32 gig next seven for under 249. It wasn't me. Eric? Yeah, it was me. So what's up? Is this my I, birthday present? I, this is my birthday next Yes. Week? Is this it? You getting me a Nexus 7, 32 gig? Well, what's interesting, dude, is that this is like... This is the same price that people have been paying for the 16 gig. So I'm curious how this is going to go over. If everyone's going to like send back their 16 gigs and demand 32 gig versions. Well, uh, on that screenshot, it's actually less than the 16 gig version. 200 bucks. That's the 8 gig version, actually. Right. The, the 16 is listed at 251.49, and the, the 32 the 30... is listed at 248. 248.37. That's weird. Well, in all fairness, I mean, I don't think that that was meant to to be up at the same time anyway. And that well, these are leaks, right? Is, yeah, the sixteen gig price seems weird. Weird anyway. Two fifty, like two fifty one something. How does that make sense? It's like two, tax. Two forty eight thirty seven plus tax. Three <laughs> three easy payments of sixty three four. But those of us who ordered the who you know like pre-ordered or ordered them very soon afterwards we got $25 to the play store Ooh. so i look at it and say you know it's the Ooh. you know it's a little bit of the early adopter you know what i don't know what do they call it the early adopter tax or something but uh, some people yeah i can see them being a little bitter about this that a few months after buying it for the exact same price something with double the storage comes out Shane, will you, will you show Eric your Nexus Q again, just so we can knock knock him down a peg? Oh my God! N- knock uh, future of, future of phones right here. Can you knock him down a peg, just real quick? Eric, no, I, I can't I actually get right now. It's all. Uh. <laughs> Doesn't it's, exist. It's holding, I haven't it, seen it. It's holding up the table right now. Even that's the hurtful. Ears. That is kind of spiteful <laughs> in a way, right? <laughs> So what's I, the... I... Go ahead, go ahead go, You know no, what? Please. No, Eric. Eric, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just wanted to know, like, so what's the what's the verdict? Like, have you just completely stopped using it at this point? Are you done? Uh, so the one thing it could do when I first got it that was useful was play Google Play Movies uh, onto the TV. Okay. But now they updated the, the Google TV app so they can do that. So there's nothing that the Nexus Q can do except have other people come in and play music, which, why, who does that? So it has no added functionality right now. It literally, it, it, it has a, maybe a, it, the other thing is it, it has issues with, like, with the music streaming. Like, I get, like, um, robotic-sounding pickups on mine. Like and it's, so, like, encoding glitches or? Yeah, like encoding glitches. Um, and so with Google TV being able to do everything and more, it really doesn't have any use. I mean, it's cool that it has, you know, lights up and you get a, a visualization of your music, but that's about all it can do. I'm pretty sure there's a pod, there's something app that can do the visualizations too. Do you think it's um, like a Furby? Like you need more than one so they can talk to one another? No, I, I think that you should. <laughs> That's an interesting point. You you might be onto something there, Eric. Yeah, it's, it's like a Furby. Like a Furby. I don't, I don't they should have marketed it like is. that. It probably would have done well. You don't right? remember the Furby? If you put it, if you made it furry and like made it dance up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, future hack jackpot. I think you could totally do it. Do it. Do no, Shane. Sure. Do you seriously not remember Furbies? He's being. They coy. look like they look like the. They looked like the things from Gremlins, and they would just sit there and like, and they would just talk to them. But if you put a bunch of them around, like next to each other, it was just it it was trouble. Yeah. No, I I think I mean obviously since they haven't shipped any of the Nexus Qs and are not going out of their way to get them to early adopters, uh, I think it's going away. Let's do some really cool hacks. I mean, I don't know what you do with it. Well, they just released the image. Um, I think the 
one of the first factory images for the Nexus Q like last week or the week before. So that that seems to me like a positive sign, um, though I haven't really because they haven't been shipping them. I don't really see the developer community getting around it. I don't know. It's depressing. Yeah, how many how many people have them? Five, six, I mean, including you. Six on a good day. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably gonna be getting rid of it. Who just let the dogs out? I don't. That sounded I'm horrible. Sorry. I can't even. Oh, say that's that. furbies. Oh, oh, All right. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. So, <laughs> is there any other cool hardware or not so cool hardware you guys would like to discuss first? Okay. Android 4.12, 4.1.2, coming to some more devices. I got it. I, I flashed <laughs> before we started the show, actually. I still haven't even put this back together yet. But um, I read, so that Team Vicious ROM we were recommending back, because it was one of the earlier ones that worked well on this, uh, is kind of dead now. There is no version 2 coming out like everyone was waiting for. Instead, was it Vicious Droid or Droid Vicious, whatever his name is, went on to focus on a Vicious MUI version. So... <laughs> I, I've never used MUI before, and I, I thought I'd give it a try because a lot of people seem to like it. Apparently, those people used to be on iPhones or something. I don't know. I don't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, it just didn't work. Maybe if it wouldn't like, I don't know what I did. It as soon as I wiped everything and it came up, it took it hung a couple times, right? Because you know you have to do that first, and then. It, Everything force closed, like literally anything that tried to load would force close and just crash. So I wiped it and went back to Vicious One because I knew that would work. Then I put the CM10. And I have to ask you guys, Nightly's or M? You know, they're doing that new M thing. There's two out, September and October. Do either of you, any of you? I've had such bad luck with the Nightly's with CM10 and the Nexus. Maybe I'll, I'd go for uh, the M version, and that's the one I, I went with. I try, I hit the September one, and then threw October on top of that, and now it's super fast. But like I said, now I have to put everything back on. But well, the I update, think it depends on a few things. One of them: Do you back up your stuff? Negative like Ghost Matt. Rider. Google's supposed to do that for me. What the f? Mm. I thought well, all my stuff. I always get the wrong. So I thought all my back. stuff was in the cloud. Clearly, it's not. <laughs> No, it is. It just takes time to download and install. Is that what it is? If Still by the, the end cloud, of this show, will there will all of my stuff be on here? You lose game then, settings and all that. Well, of course. So I don't play games on this anymore. <laughs> I'd say also too, like it depends on how much the device is your daily driver. Um, yeah, it's my only phone. If you really need it, I'd go with the M's. That's what I did. I'm glad. I have the Nightly's on the Prime, and I've had good luck with those too, except for one. <laughs> Except for this one time. So, that's that. I gotta say, though, a lot smoother. I don't know if it's the difference between 1.1 or 1.2 for uh, Jelly Bean, if that made much of a difference, but... Did you see any changes that would affect uh, the Galaxy Nexus? Because, I mean, they made a big deal about the screen rotation for the Nexus 7, but that wasn't an issue with... Uh, no, it seemed like everything else, it was just stability... Just patching stuff, right? And and some power power tweaks. I thought I read. Oh right, they made a note that something's coming. Something's different for Nexus devices coming up that they have to uh, something to do with the power management. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you're uh, on stock, what the the Galaxy Nexus Yakju, the Nexus Seven, and the Zoom Wi-Fi got a uh, four point one point two finally. So that's cool. Single-digit expandable notifications. I, I was so used to using two. The Father oh, they made and the that Son change? and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, now it's just one, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't even that tried that. I didn't on. even notice that was a thing. Yeah, if you... Yeah, if I mean, you, if, go ahead. If you have big fingers, I find it difficult on some of the um, notifications to get it to work, but that'd be pretty awesome. I don't have a notification yet that will swipe down but yeah yeah uh, it supposedly I'm went from more two, more... two finger to one finger swipe down yeah i'll have to check out the nexus 7 and more and more apps are 
uh, starting to use the full API. Right, right. Uh, which is you notice some some apps when their notifications like they just won't do anything, and that's the app not right. So updated. Plume, the best Twitter client for Android, um, and still actively being worked on, they uh, finally did it so where you can reply uh, right from the notification and all that, and which is kind of handy. You don't have to go into the full app. I also noticed with the calendar, if you use calendar a lot and it pops something up, now it has a thing that says you can email guests. Or dismiss or whatever. If you like, if you're running late, you can just hit it from right there. They're 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 making the notifications do a lot more stuff. I, I like I like it. Like it a lot. So, I'm a download plume. Sounds neat. What's that? Plume. Another, another Twitter client. App pick. Nice. No. Nice. I already did. I did an app pick. Shut up, Shane. We're, it's our new it's our new segment. It used to be Joey reviews it again. Now it's going to be Eric reviews it again. Play it again, Sham. So Google might be uh, hitting the malware problem with a, a baked in Google Play scanner. Didn't we already have a? Or it wasn't for Google Play. This that was back during Android Market, right? They had well, a, the same thing. But so why are they? What is this? Thing? I thought the. I think they announced it. I thought they announced it a few months ago, and maybe now they're getting around to it. Oh, yeah, it was Bounder, right? Kill Switch, Bounder. But they say new evidence suggests it's readying even more systems to protect users from malicious apps. According to code found in the Google Play Store APK, Android may soon get a function that will scan any apps you download uh, and possibly any you have already installed. Google already does a bit of this on their end when a developer uploads an app, but this sounds like a more effective way to handle things if a malicious app uh, gets through. Or from third-party sites, right? Sure. Because I think, isn't the the APK installer integrated into the Play Store now? That was my Or am I incorrect? No, that sounds right. They say string... It makes sense. Third-party. If you download it from one of these other sites that... It offers a little more protection. That's a good thing. And I can get rid of Lookout. Were you using <laughs> exactly. that? I wasn't using any of that stuff. I don't. It came with one of my phones. I don't. That's don't amazing. Really I put Norton. You don't on. have to be ashamed. You know what? I was a quick aside. I was I was at uh, this computer shop getting a little Wi-Fi chip for a friend of mine. And there's this old lady in there, and, and the guy is talking to her about antivirus and stuff. And she's like, what's, what's the best? I don't like using free antivirus. It makes me feel less protected. And the guy is like, well, we use Norton here on all our systems. And oh. I'm just like, are you, what? <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, oh, I would recommend it. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a douchebag. Norton is the, Yeah. <laughs> I thought you guys would. I have a question. You guys are all advanced computer users. Do any of you actually use antivirus protection on your computers? I run a vast just because other people use these computers sometimes. It's actually not so bad now that what's her name moved out, but it used to be. But yeah, now I don't need to really. I should uninstall it. I actually uninstalled AVG from my tablet. Microsoft Defender is perfectly fine. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. I've gotten bit too many times with. Not necessarily viruses, but an awful lot of unwanted malware and such that's not, come from web pages. Not necessarily right. porno per se, but <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, I've never gotten a, I've never gotten malware from a website. Where? Well, thank you, Eric. Can can we all take a moment to? Okay, where are you getting malware? Like, are your Facebook friends sending it to you? Where Where is that coming from exactly? Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen stuff come across Facebook. Um, you have to understand a lot of the stuff that I do for a living is cleaning up other people's messes. Ah, uh, and you don't sandbox before you connect it to your network. So you just let it run rampant. Right? No, no, I sandbox. As a matter <laughs> oh, of fact, I've got my network totally firewalled. The uh, the machine that's out of the frame, well, you can see one of my other test monitors in the background there. That uh, I have uh, three uh, subnets within this house. Um, the local Ooh. LAN is on one. 192.168.2.x. Um, then I've got a protected network, which is on the 3.x. And then there's an entire separate router that separates my tenant's internet from uh, mine when now running on the 4.x. You know what so I used to do? On it or anybody. You know what I used to do? I used to unplug all the other computers and then do what I needed to do. 
just yep. to just to be safe, just in case. You never know. People yep. get some nasty stuff on their boxes, you know. Yeah, but now I've got this firewall to the point where there's routers between everything. So if I've got a machine that's questionable, it goes on to the test network, and there's no, there's there's nothing separating it. Um, for, I mean, there's not there's no direct connection to uh, what any of my other machines. Well, that's good. That's how it should be, right? Keep that but I, like I said, no I've done way too many messes to feel like I should run around without an antivirus. And Microsoft Security Essentials, which is a free antivirus product that anybody has a legit copy Windows can use, is very low for very low footprint, very low hassle, and very high on protection for the effort that you get out of it. So I just use that. I recommend a lot of people do it, and increasingly, I'm suggesting that people register for a free OpenDNS.com account. That's good and stuff. Yeah, and change your or, DNS. Or Google settings. DNS. Or Google DNS. And Ant pro- no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. Uh, whoa. Open DNS provides you with a couple of things that Google DNS does not. Uh, uh, Google uh, will continue to route you to pretty much anything you want, with the exception of a known phishing site or whatnot, which they will block. Open DNS is is also tied into Google's database, so they will do that as well. But Open DNS will actually do things like, uh, for instance, if you type in Craigslist.og instead of .org it will correct that for you and send it you to .org because it knows that you're going to the wrong site. Um, and it will also allow you, if you have kids, to do uh, filtering of your home uh, internet connection via the DNS uh, at no extra charge. It's a free service. So I recommend a lot of people go that direction. And they claim uh, for their enterprise product an 80% reduction in, in malware infections for companies that use open DNS to protect their networks. Right, but that's behavioral, right? They st- it stops employees from going to porn sites. Well, they they didn't say how it did it, but they just said you know it, it can do this. But I um, it's a combination of things. You can run content filters, or you can just turn the content filters off and just say, all right, look, we're going to let you guys go to whatever you want, but uh, anytime there's a malware infection, it's supposedly Open DNS is going to combat it. In terms of not letting you go there, but so it depends what you're doing. Do you feel that it's necessary on mobile devices or that it makes a difference? Not yet. I think what will happen is someone will find a way to penetrate. uh, Yes, I said penetrate. Uh, the uh, the Android OS and Whoa. Uh, and other mobile OSs. Is it because the heuristics are lame? Because... It's because you're talking about uh, uh, phones and mobile devices that are almost always overworked and underpowered um, right. because they're trying to conserve on battery life. So people are not going to want to run anything that's antivirus-related, including especially something that relies on heuristics, because heuristics are very much about monitoring and checking based upon known samples and known uh, behaviors. Well, you got to have to have a big database to run against uh, that sort of thing, uh, on a, particularly on a mobile device, where right now there's just thousands and thousands of apps out there, and no one's cross-checking them. So it, it, it's going to be a CPU-intensive process, and that is the one thing that a mobile device cannot afford. Word to that. Even quad-core mobile device? Well, I suppose you're, you know, what you can afford is based on how much you've got. Um you know, so yeah, it's possible that you could get by with it on a quad core. So browse smart kids. Yeah. But I, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, you know, people getting shady apps that have been recompiled and stuff. And, you know, if this will stop those kinds of infections from spreading, it seems like it would be a good, a good idea. And it's always good to, you know, be more more intelligent about how you're curating and all of your signals with with the apps that are in there. Well, Matt, I think we should I think we should, you know, take this time. It seems the right time to go over some of the salient points put out by the Internet Crime Complaint Center. Oh, yes, could could we? Could we? Do you is this um, your inside yeah. line uh to the the government at work here? I I have no I have no connection to this. Uh, save for my ability to read English. Ah, um, well, please read English away. <laughs> we'll do. Jailbreaking or rooting 
is used to remove certain restrictions imposed by the device manufacturer or cell phone carrier. This allows the user nearly unregulated control. Unregulated over what can be control? I, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't lie about this. As opposed I, to completely regulated control? Yeah. This is, if you guys Chaos. haven't seen it, check out the, so in these, the ZDNet article in the show notes, the very first link that's in the article takes you directly to this press release. What Why do we have a national white-collar crime center? Because white-collar crime, ever since Kevin Mitnick, is nothing to F around with, okay? That's why. Dear God. Isn't that when that was formed? That unit was back when he was messing with Bells? I thought that's what the books... I, maybe I'm wrong. Joey? I wouldn't be surprised if they were formed just to make this stupid press release. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do. definitely changed the world in terms of how people think about enforcement. Um, Enough the better. It's just that group sounds particularly familiar, and I think if if it if not the cause, it was mentioned in that book that one of the groups that was after him. But Don't I thought it was passcode protect your mobile device. Really? Does anybody do that? That's such a pain. passcode. How about you just don't lose your mobile device and be an adult? That... Uh, we actually implemented a security policy through work that we ha- require a minimum uh, passcode uh, on the device, and the device has to lock after a minimum of, I think it's minimum of 15 minutes. Um, Man, that would bug me. Well, I kind of feel like code. you should just sandbox your, your, your corporate crap and then leave the user's phone alone. Well, we provide them with the phone, so it's our phone, so we can do what they want. We, we can do what Roger we that. want. Roger that. Um, now, does your company spy on your uh, phone users? Um, not that I know of. Define spy. <laughs> that sounded very definitive. Uh, <laughs> it's their no, phone. Just, they can do what they want. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, there's also, you know, all that software that that people get sold to monitor what people are doing. And... No, no, we're not, we're not to that level. Um, what was that we're, stuff we're called concerned. a while ago? What was that spy stuff that we were talking about? Remember that, Eric? Like when we first started the show, that everyone yeah, was, it was Carrier IQ. Carrier IQ. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Do you remember Carrier IQ? Yeah. Now, what we're as far as I know, we're not doing any monitoring. Uh, what we're mostly concerned about is that by uh, attaching a device to the company email server, um, you have to then submit to our uh, mobile device policy, which one of those is a passcode. Another uh, requirement is a lock after a certain number of minutes. Um, and when we say passcode, it, ha- it it's not just a pattern swipey thing. Uh, it has to be an actual I think minimum of four-character password, if I remember correctly. I, I, think we can't, I think we do allow them to use four numbers as well. What about um, face unlock? None of the devices I'm aware of have it. Uh, we're, we're actually just about three-quarters, one-quarter uh, iPhones. Uh, with the iPhones having the three quarters, um, so what we we have to make a lot of decisions based on iOS uh, and what it can do. Um, but really, what we're concerned about okay, okay. is that uh, is that as long as we have it attached to our email system, I can go into the email server right now and I can wipe my device from remote as long as it can get online. So uh, what we're concerned about is that basically we have that ability. Uh, that that we can remotely wipe the device if if in the event it gets stolen or lost. So Joe, why not? Why not? Why buy everybody a phone versus going bring your own device like a lot of other companies are doing? Um, in a word, most of the users in question would probably not own a device like this unless we gave it to them. So it's for your ease of use more than theirs. It's for people that are in a position of being uh, on call or on or uh, in a supervisory position that uh, we feel that they're that 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 we need to be in contact with them or have the ability to get a hold of them twenty four seven, either electronically by email or via phone. I think if you gave them a beeper, they'd probably buy their own device. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> well, ironically, we still have beepers. Um, because I work in the medical industry, and cell phones are not permitted everywhere. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we still have beepers. Now, the irony is 
that we are actually looking at replacing them with a service uh, that uh, is basically pager-like in that it's a, a number that you call and then you leave a number to be called back at uh, and whatnot, and you can also email and then it will, it will page the, uh, the, the, the service or using the service, but it's an Android and or iPhone app instead. And the advantage over a pager is that uh, with a, a pager, I don't know if how many people have done the research on this, but that's a one-way technology. There's no handshake. If you send a page over a pager, it, it doesn't say, the pager doesn't reply back and say, yep, I got it. It's just a one-way burst. So uh, the, the problem, of course, is that obviously if you're out of range of the tower, you don't get the page. And there's no way that you even know that you were supposed to. Have there's no it. resend function or anything like that. No, because there's no feedback. Oh, I see. The tower it just, just goes into. It's always just sending packets into oblivion, basically, and it doesn't know one way or the other if it got there or not. Correct. Right. And, and the and the uh, essentially the pager is always listening, but if it never hears anything for whatever reason, it will never tell you that it had anything to page. Hmm. Uh, so what we're looking at now is this service that's actually cheaper slightly than the pagers, but uses a smartphone app, uh, and it, you page to it or through it, and the biggest advantage is that it does have that ACK-NAC type uh, technology wherein if the page doesn't go through, it will sit in the buffer and wait until it does go through, and then it will be acknowledged that it did go through, and there will be a log of that when it went through. And versus when the page was initially sent. And it works over Wi-Fi, 3G, and I think it works over 1G even if you don't have 3G coverage. Huh. Both, interest, <laughs> both interesting and pertinent to Android. Thank you, Joey. Unless the buffer overflows. Unless. And then gets completely ponied. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know what the buffer is on the, on the, uh, the size uh, of the page's it's. I want to say it's probably somewhere right around where an SMS would be, but I I don't know that. Eight K. No, I have no idea. Well, fantastic. Are are we done? Good with, share. Are we done with that? Eric, would you please continue with the malware? Uh, I don't. I don't even think I could stomach this. Was that um, it? Give us a. Give us sum some... this up. Don't be an idiot. Is that? So if you just, decide to sell your device or trade it in, make sure you wipe it. Does that go without good. saying? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe these are good. Maybe it's good for somebody who has no idea. But my, I don't think my parents are are like dry, doing drive-bys of the IC3 website on a daily basis. So how are you going to know this? How are you disseminating this information? It's just like the people that need know it are the ones that will never find it. It's on this. But random... it does say on here. Get malware protection for your mobile device. So, look out. There you are. Don't be so hasty in uninstalling that, Shane Brady. Right? You never know when you might need someone to help you look out. Look out. Look out. All right, uh, before we do app picks, Gmail 4.2 was leaked. And looks kind of cool. Finally, some things that have been kind of, I don't know, bugging me, I guess. It, it's... A swipe to delete would be helpful, right? Pinch to zoom, perhaps? If they don't get sued by Apple for it? I don't know. Jeez. I haven't seen swipe to delete since WebOS, which was a nice feature. Well, it goes I well like with it. the swipe to remove notification, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that you you, you go through messages swiping left to right. So, Android, do you do got that? A, got do you a... open up the messages or do you scroll through? I've never been a swiper. On the tablet? Uh, I do, because it just goes to the, the next one. Because on the tablet, it switches between panes, and that used to lag really bad, so I just had it keep going mm. to the next one. But on the phone, it's fine. Yeah, you start the message, and you swipe left, right, go up and down the message list. It works great. Good stuff. Yeah, and this is more of Matthias Duarte's fingerprints on Android. Right. What a great name. <laughs> right. <laughs> So have you guys have you guys installed this leaked version of Gmail yet? Negative Ghostwriter. Yeah, I only found out about it late. I'll probably put it on tonight. And you can also yeah, my, report a message as phishing. 
So you can report spam or phishing, right? Nice. Nice. What were you going to say, Eric? You could all, couldn't you already do that? Do like spam. mark something as spam? Just spam. This is oh. market as phishing, which is different. I don't know if you know the difference between spam and phishing. Wait, is it in this memo? <laughs> it might be. It actually... <laughs> Eric. Go for it, Matt. What is the difference? Educate oh, us. Oh, Eric. Spam is just... Screw you, Eric. App picks? Is there anything else we want to talk about before app picks? Was that it? Kind of light on the news, huh? It's going to be crazy the last two weeks. The last two weeks or the next two weeks? Uh, of, of October. Well, the last two weeks of October, we're going to have a new Nexus. We're going to have... Oh, the win- I mean, we didn't talk about it. The Windows RT pricing came out today. Um, which Oh, yes. And what is it? Oh, re- RT. Really tacky. I thought it was retweet. Oh, that's I don't know. So go ahead, Shane. Uh, well, so they released the pricing today for the uh, Windows RT devices, which are the ARM versions of Windows that only can run Office and IE that none of your other Windows apps will run on it, unless they are Windows Store apps, which no one's making. Um, the pr- hope was that these would be priced competitively. <clears throat> but they're about the same price as the iPad, and they don't... Do you guys remember the um, the, little, the little keyboard cover thingy that people made a big deal out when they announced Microsoft Surface a few months ago? When it was, like, built in? Yeah, it looks like an Apple Smart cover, except it can be turned into a keyboard. So that was, like, one of the big features that people got, the, you know, the crowd ooh and odd over... And they're not included in the device. It's an extra $120. So the prices, I guess, even from some Windows fanatics, are they're a little expensive. These are iPad prices. Um, well, to be brutally honest, if you're going to compete with the iPad and you're going to put the R&D in to compete with the iPad, you better be able to charge the same price as an iPad. It's um, a good point. And I, you know, I, the question is: is if the price is a, is close or essentially the same, and you've got a choice between Microsoft and Apple, which way are people going to go? I can tell you Apple. from an enterprise standpoint, just the <laughs> fact that Microsoft puts their name on something means that I'm going to immediately assume that it has more enterprise support than something that Apple puts. But on. now think of it: this if if they go at that price point and they try to compete there, it had better be perfect right because if they yeah. shoot for that and they fail like that's it oh yeah uh, joey do you use windows intune intune yeah it's, an, it's one of the microsoft's enterprise management tools for devices and such <clears throat> that now handles ios and android devices so mm-hmm. microsoft is conceding that the future is not going to be uh, microsoft only um and so that's why I think price does matter, especially since the news is already leaked that Office is coming to iOS and Android next year, and the next version of, uh, of uh, Office comes out. So I, I think Microsoft does have to price these competitive better than the iPad because peop- there's, no, there's no reason to buy an iPad or to buy a Surface over an iPad anymore. The Microsoft services support iPad. You were talking yourself about how you guys already managed security with iOS, and the iPad already has a reputation in the apps and the cachet that Surface doesn't. Well, no, you're right. I mean, and and we've already... I don't want to say we've standardized because I wouldn't call it that way, but we've we've definitely de facto standardized on on Apple devices um, simply because, well, frankly, that's what people seem to want. Whether they understand why they want it or not, that's what they seem to want. Um, so we have a bunch of iPads lying around, uh, including uh, one that's kind of community handed around for people that were going on vacation and want to stay in touch. Um, but uh, you're right; it's going to take some it's going to take some some convincing for people to switch. And you're right; if prices is, uh, is a feature that you can sell tablets on, then they're clearly not going to do that. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know what the compelling feature is. If if you can offer, you, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is that iOS has done a really good job about integrating features that you wouldn't think about 
in a tablet until you try to put it into a business environment. They actually went out and licensed Cisco's VPN software and built it into the kernel. So you can directly interface a, a Apple iPad with a Cisco, uh, one of many Cisco different uh, different Cisco devices directly. No adapter, no interface software, no nothing, no add-on, no download required. It's built in, and uh, and you can get many, many, many free RDP clients. So if you already have a terminal server set up, all you need to do is you know buy the iPad, send it out, and load two apps on it and or configure the VPN and then load an app and you're good. Um, it's impressive from that standpoint. About the only reason why we're looking at trying to push Transformer Primes or the Infinity, uh, which will succeed the Transformer uh, Prime, uh, is to, because of the tablet-like form factor combined with the key, uh, keyboard uh, that no other devices really have. Uh, and the additional battery life is a bonus. Um, but the, for ease of use, I can see why the iPad would definitely, in the in the enterprise world, would definitely have a ho- would definitely have a foothold. So maybe Microsoft is just simply saying, "Look, we're going to offer something because we have to, but uh, we're already going to concede this market." That's possible too. But they just changed the, their website to say that they're devices and services, right? So why would you put a? I don't understand why they put a price on their devices. That's kind of not exciting. That you're using their devices to access their services. Maybe it's because they're putting theirs higher so that they can have their uh, hardware uh, partners come in underneath them Ooh. with the same technology. Ooh! So as to not uh, alienate maybe. them completely. Right. Yeah, so that, to only piss them off short term. Right. Yeah, that is whole kind of a mess. It, I don't know why anybody would. I think it's confusing to call it Windows RT when you can't run Windows apps. Well, and Metro, uh, like, what are they calling that now? Just call it Metro. They're just calling <laughs> it Metro. Windows Windows you, no, no, no. They're calling it Windows Phones, Windows Store apps. That's their name, which is terrible. <laughs> hey guys, okay, quick breaking news: um, uh, Android Police is reporting that. Um, Google has sent them a takedown notice for the uh, Gmail 4.2 APK file. Really? So, I, I put a link in the I put a link to the Droid Life article. The uh, the links to the APK in that article still work. So I would go download now before you know. I think I'll just wait. Off. I don't. Yawning. What's up, Shane? I was yawning. And I said, I, I don't know. There's something about... It was like when the hacked version of Wallet came out. Something about using hacked versions of apps that do things that are that important just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. A hacked version of Gmail. Like, I use Gmail for everything. I don't know that I want a hacked version of it just in case. But Says I, the guy who just put MUI on his device and screwed it all to hell. You know what? Dude, I've... Never mind. Come on. I saw some like Chinese letters here and there in it. I was like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> right. Legitimate. Did, did it make you sign up for some Chinese carriers? <laughs> I was uh, like, accounts? no, <laughs> not at all. How much did they charge your credit card? <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> oh, fun. All right, app picks. App Eric, you got to get out of here soon, don't you? Give me an app pick. Yeah, I got to catch a flight. Um, so, my app pick this week is the Sony Media Remote. Um, earlier this year, I, uh, I sold my, my TV and downsized, so I have a, a small uh, LCD Sony Bravia. Um, that, coupled with the fact that I'm immensely lazy, uh, means that this app was amazing. Um, basically, you connect, if, you're, if your TV is on the network, it'll detect your TV, connect to it, and then you can basically use your uh, phone as a remote instead of the actual remote. So you already probably have your stupid phone in your hand anyway, so you don't have to get the other device. Um, it's kind of neat for the price of free. I think it's worth it. Um, they also have a tablet version, which I have not used, but the regular phone version is pretty cool. So there you go, Sony Media Control. Very cool. Also Gmail 4.2. And Gmail 4.2, <laughs> quickly though, quickly. All right, uh, Joey? Okay, so this week I actually dug around and I found something really cool. Does anybody else remember or still play Elastomania? Never heard of it. 
Tell that cat to settle down. Kitty, calm down. So anyway, so never does anybody heard else play Elastomania? Never no? heard. Never heard. Of no. It. Okay, side-scrolling uh, motorbike game. You have to do loops and go through levels and stuff. Well, I couldn't believe it. I was googling around on the Play Store and I found it. That race sounds bike. Bike. Excuse me. Bike race. Free. That's not it, that unicycle racing game for back on the Nintendo. Do you remember that? Uniracers? God, I love that game. Yeah, Isn't but how many school buses can you jump? <laughs> Over 9,000. <laughs> you remember Uniracers? Sorry, Joey. Go ahead. Uniracers wow. will be my app pick. All right. Anyway, but um, yeah, so anyway, it's really fun. Uh, you get on here and you have to do like jumps and twists and loops and, and whatnot. And as you're going through, you're unlocking stuff. Um, and yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, I don't think it's worth the $20 they tried to sell me to unlock all the bikes. Um, not paying 20 bucks for nap. Sorry, folks. Um, $20. That's Final Fantasy money, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, but anyway, it's, it is fun. Uh, it's worth a try and it's free in the, uh, uh, in the play store. You know what they need to do to a company that $20 bill they're asking for? Throw up a little scareware that says, if you ever want to see your data again, yeah, <laughs> give us $20. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Cool. Oh, and Joey. look at that. The LG that the kitty just tossed on the floor still works. Yeah. Bulletproof. Cat's got some good taste. LG right. actually stands for largely gritty. I don't know if you this guys knew that. Shane. All right. So before I do some app pick, I want to retract an app pick. Uh, one, one of the first shows I was ever on, I did Home Run Battle 2. Um, and I got a notification ad from them. Ooh. And so, so that's, that's no good. Ooh. No good to me. So that app was quickly deleted. Ooh. So. Anyway, the app. Ooh. I love that game. Ooh. I guess you could say you got a home run out of that one. Ooh, out of the park. All right. Please, Shane, finish this. All right. So the app this week, though, is called Bridge Constructor. And if there used to be a game, it's still out there. The first one I remember of this was called X Constructor. Anyway, it hasn't changed from that. Um, It's a basic build a bridge to get some cars over a body of water or a large ditch, perhaps. Uh, and you get different building materials to construct it. Um, and the graphics are much improved from some of the earlier generation games. They've added extra bonus level where you can get cars over, but then you have to get the uh, heavier trucks over to get bonus points. Um, number of levels, I'd say it's probably a couple hours of entertainment, um, maybe more. Uh, anyway, I think it's four or five bucks. I've been playing it a, a lot here and there, trying to get the scores higher and higher. Um, called Bridge Constructor. Uh, the only thing they wish they had that X Construct had was <clears throat> when the uh, trains and X Construct would fall, you hear the, the screams of people. Uh, there are no screams of people falling to their doom in Bridge Constructor. It's disappointing. I know. I feel like we should almost write them a letter and tell them to fix that. I prefer the realism of uh, of the screens of the uh, on your Cindy, on your little Cindy cartoony <laughs> your little cartoony people. <laughs> if they could have real screams, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, is it is it my turn? Hold on. I yeah. Gotta, I gotta check something real quick. Uh, so your already? Okay. So no, I was checking a different one because I feel like I've talked about this all the time i don't know it's an app that i use every day and it's called Waze. and people were saying like it's a good alternative if you don't like google maps i have to disagree because using Waze for directions is just ridiculous like don't don't even bother i use Waze to see like traffic jams and accidents and stuff like today for instance wind blew a tree down fell on the road knocked fence down and cut power lines and I saw it, so on ways I said, hey, there's an object in the road, and I got six points. And anyone else that was in that area going that way had ways on, they would have seen that. So it's it's really helpful for that. But trying to have it, I don't know, the directions aren't very good, even though it searches Google and Bing and all this other stuff. Like, it just, 
Maybe it's just here. For Montana, Google Maps is a lot more accurate than Waze. But Waze is awesome. Social driving app, so check it. And it's on iOS Do you ever... also. Go ahead, sorry. Android and iOS. So you may want it on iOS since you don't, <laughs> don't have Google yeah, Maps. Since you don't have a mapping app anymore. Since you don't have a real Maps app anymore. Yes, Eric? I was just going to ask, do you ever have Buffalo on the road and then you report that on Waze? Actually, sometimes a friend of mine hit a moose a few weeks ago and like completely, I mean, you guys ever seen a moose like oh, up Lord. close? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big. that is definitely not fun. Yeah. It's something we do hold, have to deal with. Hold, her vehicle. <laughs> is um, she alive? Yes. Dear God. Yes. I don't know how, but yes. She probably just took the legs out. These things are tall. Landed. Every once in a great while, <laughs> we we'll get right somebody under. up here, and they will actually hit a moose with a bike. Oh, that's, yeah, that's uh, no good. Yeah, and that mm. is... That is really, really That's game really over at not that. a good day. Um, Isn't it at that but, point? Game over? Unless it's well, a big Well, ironically, it depends an awful lot on how you... <laughs> how many moose actually... can you jump? Hold on, Eric. How <laughs> many moose can you jump? No, but seriously, it, it depends on how you hit it. Um, because there have been a couple of guys that have laid the bike down and slid underneath the moose. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're Do they tall. teach that in driving school in Maine? No, but I saw it in an episode of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> um, no, they do actually teach you how to lay down a bike, believe it or not, in Motorcycle Driver's Ed. They actually do do that. Do they tell you to, to talk to it and look into its eyes first and buy it a drink? And All right. Eric, Joey, <laughs> Shane, it's been once again immense pleasure doing this with you all. And I hope everyone enjoys listening to it. Uh, attackoftheandroids.com what's our email address Eric it is show at attackoftheandroids.com Matt fantastic what's our phone number Joey 207 Shane 406-204-4687 406-204-4687 fantastic what's our website Shane uh, hopefully it's attackoftheandroids.com it is the attack we did secure that domain it's attackoftheandroids.com thank you Eric <laughs> <laughs> and check out Yats tomorrow, yet another com, And we're all up on that. All up on that every week. Shows, shows, shows. And if you have and any Matt Android no if you have any Android questions, email. What's our email, Shane? Or Eric? Crap. <laughs> it's show at attackoftheandroids.com, Matt. Email that and ask us questions and we'll tell you which phone not to buy. <laughs> Or call 406-204-4687 or and visit your question on the voicemail. www.http colon slash 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 www.attackoftheandroids.com slash org squared. <laughs> For those of you who are using the Lynx text browser, <laughs> Do you just remember trying Lynx? to envision I used to an love Android that. picture. I would only use links. I went through this part in my life where I would only SSH with Putty to my friend's BSD box, and then I would only use links and IRSSI. And folks, and Pine. Matt tells and me Pine. that I'm a geek. I used Pine also for email. <laughs> Did you ever use Elm? No, only Pine. That was, yeah, that was a little before Pine. There's a cool Pine version for the PC, though, that's just neon green and awesome. Anyway, all right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. <laughs> It's Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.